welcome to this week's episode of Life Coaching on the Move. I am so humbled and grateful that you choose to come here. There are some fab, fab podcasts out there, I know, because I've been listening to so many different ones lately. I'm just feasting on them. Um, And the fact that you've chosen to listen to this one makes me just feel shocked, (laughs) probably is the right word. Anyway, thank you. Um, I just want to say today I am talking about how to change our past, how to change our childhood, um, our memories, and our future, and our present day, how to make changes for the better. But I just want to say, midway through, my son rings me, so it interrupts the recording. So just stick with it, it will come straight back. Um, So apologies for that quality, but it's only just a brief second. Other than that, I hope you really get something out of today's uh, episode and I'm going to go straight into it. Today I want to talk about stories. Uh, What stories do you like? Do you like reading? Do you like films? Uh, Do you like podcasts? Do you listen to plays on the radio? What stories do you love? Do you love thrillers? Do you love suspense? Do you love rom-coms, romance? sad, those sorts of stories, because we all love stories, don't we? In fact, actually, they say that you're a much, much better presenter, a much, much better speaker uh, or communicator, full stop, if you tell stories, because we relate to them. You can bring emotion in, you can bring scenery in, you can bring um, suspense and um, mood, and you can just create a whole scene, create characters Um, don't wait and if you do that when you're presenting on stage or you do it when you're um, well presenting anywhere actually even in an interview if you tell a story about when you've last done so and so or why you're leaving or what you're hoping for if you say it in a story it's much more memorable much more impactful so we need to become really good storytellers to become really good communicators. Um, Kids love them. Kids love stories. If we make things up to children, um, they get get involved because they haven't got the same boundaries and the same inhibitions that we have. In fact, actually, I'm glad I mentioned that because that's where I want to start. When we're born, we're all all born flawless, really. We're all born confident. We're all we're born, that baby, that tiny, tiny newborn baby is perfect. Perfect in its mindset, perfect in its, what it's saying to itself, insofar as it hasn't learnt to say the wrong things to itself yet. A baby is born knowing its needs and believing it has every right to have those needs, you know, or scream to get its food because it needs its food. It will scream if it's wet and uncomfortable um, or in pain with wind and and, and a burp emerging, things like that. A baby doesn't stop to think, yeah, but I'm unlovable or, um, yeah, but nobody will come because they don't want me or I don't deserve this or why aren't they coming or anything like that. There's, we are born believing... (laughs) We have every right, believing that we, what we need is okay, that we're okay, it's acceptable to have needs, it's acceptable to um, believe in ourselves, put ourselves first and need self-care, need care from outside, etc. That's all okay and we're confident 
we, we don't doubt ourselves, we don't fear judgment, we don't fear rejection um, when we're first born. We're just, we're just born knowing that we belong, knowing that we're lovable, knowing that we have needs, knowing that we need to survive, a, a, an urge to survive, um, a need to survive, and therefore they'll communicate in their own ways. We did as a baby communicate in our own way what our needs were, and we got those needs met as a baby. And I believe we learn along the way to interpret, to filter, to delete, to distort. This is all NLP, neuro-linguistic programming. You know, the things that we remember will be very distorted if you ask the same person about the same scenario, the same circumstance, the same incident, they will remember very different things. It's as much a reality and correct for them as it is for us. This often crosses my mind when my sisters and I get together. One sister lives abroad, so it's only once or twice a year, if that. But we get together and we often um, have dinner and end up reminiscing about something about, do you remember when mum did so-and-so, or mum and dad, or we all did, or whatever, family memories. And it never fails to um, stop and make me think, really, on how, particularly my younger sister and I, because we were brought up very closely together, only a year and 11 months between us, and we were on a farm away from the village, my mum couldn't drive, my dad worked, so he had the, the transport with him anyway. So we were pretty much stranded up there um, as young kids. Mum couldn't get us to play dates, um, often play dates wouldn't come up to us and things like that. We weren't taken to activities, we weren't taken places out. If we went anywhere, it had to be on the bus, and that was a long walk down this farm track to the bus, and da 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 da. So, long story short, we would end up, the two of us, we were inseparable, and we would play and we'd build dens and we'd play with our. Um, Pippa dolls, actually, not Cindy dolls, Pippa dolls are much smaller, little houses, and we would do all sorts, and on our bikes and outside, but it was pretty much she and I together in school holidays rather than separate mates and going out separate places like children do these days. Um, so we, in theory, should have very similar memories, but it Every time we mention a certain certain events or certain occasions, the two of us have very, very, very polar opposite almost memories of them, interpretations of them, um, what we take from it. Sometimes I can't remember a thing of what she's talking about, and I swear blind she's making up, vice versa. And other times we remember vividly, but we remember very differently about that situation. So what we do, basically we interpret things, we tell ourselves stories, and that's the theme of today. So what story do we tell ourselves, what story do you tell yourself about your life, about the characters in your life, about the plot, about the direction, about previous chapters, and how relevant they are. When I hear clients say, I am, or I can't, or I do, they say it, oops, sorry, (laughs) they say it very factually, as if it's set in stone and it can't be changed. But all of those things can be changed. 
all of them. Our memories about things can be changed one way or our interpretation and our understanding of something now. So what, what, is, what story are you telling yourself right now about something that is not great in your life? Conjure up now what's not, not, what's not perfect, what's giving you some trouble. Is it work? Is it a situation in the family? Is it something about you? Um, and dissect what story, what narrative you are telling yourself about that. Who are the good guys? Who are the bad guys? Uh, where's the sad plot? Where's the hope? Uh, what's the outcome going to be? What was the cause of it? How did it build up? Etc. Cetera, Etc. Cetera. Because if you see it as a story, which it is, because somebody else in that same plot would see it very differently, would respond very differently, may have a very different outcome. If you re- sit down and dissect it and think about it as a book, how could you change that book? How could you edit it? Become the editor of your life, the author and the editor. Edit your past, change how you feel about it. Um, And one way to do that is to literally write it down, write that scenario, either a current day scenario or a past scenario that still bothers you and still really affects you and still really conjures up lots of emotion and literally get a pen and paper and write it down from a different character's point of view in that story. Was it your other half? Was it somebody at work? What was their side? What would they write about that story? So if, if they, if, so write your story down about that scenario, about that situation, how it built up, why, what, what caused it, what was the outcome, what was right, what was wrong, what was upsetting, etc. Write that down from your point of view and then walk away from it. Come back to it on a separate day and now write the whole story again but from some other person's point of view that was significant in that story. Write their chapter, write their book about it and see how different that makes you feel. Now walk away when you've done that and then on a separate day come back and rewrite the whole story again now now from a different completely different context one that a combination of what you had a combination of other people's views that were in it now rewrite it and you can now change how you feel about that story you can change your feelings about it some people say you can't change your past, but you can. Some people say that you can't change your childhood, you can't change your memories. You can. You can change how you view them. You can change how you interpret them. You can change how you feel about those people. You can have a different understanding of their viewpoint. And once we do that, we can change our past We can change our memories, we can change our childhood, for example. Also, whilst we're on this subject, we can change how we feel about current stories. So if there's something going on now that you're telling yourself a story about, you're giving yourself a narrative, see it in a film form, 
see yourself as the actor with other actors and actresses and the script. How could you, if you're the director and the producer, how could you change that story? How could you change that film? Um, how would you want to change it? Because we can change what we're saying in our heads, what we're seeing, what we're deleting. We delete a lot of stuff. We have to or our brains would implode. So therefore, what are you selecting to store and to have an impact, to hook in and to affect you? And what are you letting go or ignoring or deleting? Because there might be much more power in that stuff than the stuff we're hanging on and carrying around in a rucksack with us. So those are the current stories. So anything that's troubling you now, work on that, but write it from anybody else's viewpoint that's in that story. Or write it from a viewer's point of view. If you're in the audience and a viewer is watching that film or reading that book, what would they be thinking of it? I'm a member of a book club, little book club, just some friends in the village actually. It's an excuse to get together pre-lockdown and have a good old glass of wine and a, a gossip and then we touch on the book briefly <laughs> and then choose the next book and another date and we're off. Um, it has been more Zoom-based lately, trickier in itself. Um, but... it's always interesting to see how we read the same book. Some of us love it. Some of us really didn't like it. They didn't like the plot or they didn't like the, the, um, the characters or didn't relate to the characters or they didn't believe that the character would do that or whatever. Or they couldn't suspend uh, belief and sometimes they're sort of sci-fi. It's great with the book club because it makes me read stuff I wouldn't normally read. And it's amazing how much I do enjoy it. Because I tell myself I don't like sci-fi stuff, but actually in reality I do. I think I said on other podcasts that I don't like heights and I don't like water sports because I'm scared of water as well. I'm not a strong swimmer. And yet a very dear friend of mine, we go away every few years or something, often take our kids because they're friends and have a bit of an adventure to two nights stay. And she always gets us booked into something that I hate and I dread and I get very nervous. One was a very fast zip wire in Wales, um, more than a mile long or something like that. Terrifying, but brilliant. She has made me do that. I wouldn't have done that because I tell myself in my narrative, I don't like adrenaline things, I don't like heights, I'm scared, or no, that's not my cup of tea. That's a narrative I tell myself. She overrides that with, I've booked us in, the pressure's on, we do it, I love it. So she almost rewrites my story. As a result of that, I'm more likely to do other adrenaline-type height things, which I've done as well. As a result, because I've undone that silly story I was telling myself. Equally, the water one. Last time we went away, she'd booked us kayaking and waterboarding. Oh, no, I don't like that. I'm not very good on the water. I'd rather... Mm, can we not do long walks or something on the ground or quad biking or um, paintballing or something like that? Love all of that. Don't mind getting filthy, wet and muddy. Fine. No, 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 let's do this. And I loved it. Very nervous beforehand. Dreading it loved it. Now I don't tell myself that because she forced me to change address and change my story. So I need to do that too for myself. We need to do that all for ourselves. Lots of people I, uh, um, 
people close to me, family and friends, they've changed their story about their jobs, for example, through lockdown. They've changed. They've had, some have had a bit of a check-in, you know. I really wasn't having a good work-life balance pre-COVID. What was I doing getting on a commuter train at sort of 6am and coming back at 7, 8, 9 sometimes and rarely seeing the kids absolutely shattered, exhausted, stressed, grumpy, no quality of life. Why was I doing that? They've had a proper change of narrative and story, a better work-life balance. They've realised that fresh air and exercise has worked for them and that they now... We're coming out of COVID addressing those things. Equally, others perhaps are saying, I hate my job, I just don't want to go back to it. I don't want to go back in that office. I'm just fed up. I don't want this, I don't want that. Now, my question is, is that just a narrative they're telling themselves and it's dragging them down? And if they change that narrative to what did you like about it? Why did you used to love it? What about those people that you loved working with and that banter and that environment? Are you just telling yourself negative things and it's dragging you down and changing how you feel about it? Or is it a reality and you need to change the narrative about what do I want to to do and change to make this better? But they are all stories that we're telling ourselves. So the underlying truth in all of this, therefore, is we are in charge of rewriting it, editing it, producing it. And if we look forward there is going to be a story. There's going to be a story in the end because someone... Sorry, my dear little son just phoned me and interrupted the recording. I was saying there that there will be one definite story in the future and that is that somebody or a few people are going to write your eulogy. Um, So... The other thing, not only can you change your past, not only can you change how circumstances are at the present by changing your story, you can also decide how you want your story to pan out. If you're writing a novel or you're writing a movie, how do you want it to end? And therefore, what story do you want your loved ones to say about you? Because if you know what that is now, you can start directing it and ensuring that happens. Don't expect them to say what a super person, super guy, great girl, always there for you, always a a smile on your face, etc., etc., if that's not how you currently are. Um, So do you want to inspire others? Do you want to give to others? Do you want to be upbeat and happy? Do you want to live life to the full and be adventurous? Do you want to be that friend that when your number crops up or comes up on other people's phones they answer it with excitement oh it's so and so or do you want to be the friend where they think oh no 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 no, I'm not in the mood or whatever who do you want to be how do you want people to see you how do you want to live the rest of your days years ahead Um, because that is definitely very much in your control Um, so really that's the lesson for today Write the stories that you want. Uh, Change your narrative, change and decide carefully what you filter out and what you hold in, how you interpret it, even just down to the language that you use externally. Be very careful of the language you use externally because you're telling that story to the world and to you. If it's negative and half empty, and um, do you want that? Or do you want to change it? Because you can change your story now. 
It's the most impactful story that you'll ever read, ever watch on a movie. It's yours. Make sure it's the one that you want. Make sure it's the, it's the direction it's going in. Make sure it's even got the characters in that you want in it. Are you surrounding yourself by people that are draining you, dragging you down, holding you back, um, discouraging you? Or is that what you're saying about them? Do you feel that and you're telling yourself that when in fact it's not? You are free, you're not trapped, you are empowered, you are able. Is it what you're saying to yourself, like me saying that I was scared of heights, I was scared of water sports and therefore held back from all of those? Now I don't say it. So is it what you're saying? Is it a reality? Say different stuff, tell yourself different story, interpret other people's behaviours, interpret what they're saying differently and how they make you feel, feel differently, and you will have a different outcome. So just make sure, are you on track? Is it the novel you want? If not, rewrite it. So get your pen and paper and try this activity. It's immensely powerful, really, really life-changing. Certainly try it for an issue that you're challenged with right now and see if you can change it if that proof in the pudding if that works you can start thinking about it for your past scenarios that you still carry around and you can certainly do it for the future so it's three different approaches for three different reasons but very very similar if you want to email me and share your your insights your 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 realizations and how it's helped you, then I'd love, I love hearing from people. Uh, give it a go, share it with me. That'd be absolutely great. And of course, don't forget, if you ever want some coaching, you absolutely know where I am. Just contact me through the website, www.milestone-coaching.co.uk. It can just be a one-off coaching session on Zoom if you feel it will get you on track. Don't forget there are gift vouchers now for all sorts of, well, just gift vouchers. They're not Christmas gift vouchers. They're just vouchers that you can buy for Valentine's Day, Mother's Day, Easter gifts, birthday gifts. I love you gifts. Just to make a difference for someone that you may be worried about, you can gift them two or three coaching sessions and make a difference. Also, there are workshops up and workshop dates coaching for teenagers if you're worried about any of your teenagers in your life who are really struggling then please have a look at that confidence and life skills for teenagers or adults stress management and time management they're all there and some online workshops that you can download so have a browse through the website thank you for listening please pass on the word if it's helped you today cut and pay uh, cut and paste the link to a friend if you feel it will be useful Thank you so much. And if you want to listen to past episodes, there are over 120 and more on many, many different subjects, then uh, please feel free to go in the back library. I would recommend starting at the beginning rather than go back in date the most recent. Um, Anyway, thank you. And I'll talk to you on the next episode of Life Coaching on the Move.